Normally, the Chinuch series are given to an audience of men. And if that's the case, one directs the share what's the gear for the fathers. To talk to fathers about the Chinuch of a mother is not always a good idea because no one wants to cause a situation that's going to cause people to feel that they have someone to blame who's not doing their job. However, there's definitely what to talk about a different audience about the mother's role in Chinuch. It's not for nothing that the Pasuk says, Yes, the famous Pasuk in Mishra we'll know about, Shema b'ni Musa Ravicho, V'altita ish Torah simecha. The Torah of the mother. And it's interesting, as compared to what's called the Musa of the father, it's what's called the Torah of the mother. And therefore we see if I needed a proof, we see over here that there's a concept of not just the mother providing the backgrounds, the environments, the home, the food, the clothing, whatever it is for a child, but there's a concept of terasi mecha also. So where is this and how is it practical as part of a mother's role in Chiluch? So I want to start with a question, which lots of ladies ask. And let's use that as a starting point to open this, to discuss this topic. The halacha is that a lady is not allowed to serve as a judge. The halacha, the yalim have to be men. Now, that doesn't mean a lady has to not know halacha. It could be a lady does know halacha. But even if she knows the halacha, nevertheless, it's the man's job to be a judge. Ladies are not allowed to be judges. And the question is, why not? So the way I like to answer the question always is by presenting the following two scenarios. The first one is, if a question would come to a dine, would come to a judge, and the question would be, Ruvain stole a loaf of bread from Shimon. What's the halacha? And I think anyone would answer, Rabbeinu Zbukhu, you have to pay back. And that's a new story which comes to the court. Not in such, a, so to speak, black and white terms. But a story would come like this. In the town, there happens to be an orphan. He'd ask about his parents. No, there's no one in the family to look after him. He's still a child, but he's had to grow up quickly and look after himself. He has no means to support himself. So he lands up sleeping in the shul every night and relying on good people to give him food for free. But, you know, as well-meaning as people are, it happened once that people, no one, no one gave him any food. This little boy was hungry. He had nothing to eat. He had no money, obviously. So he starts wandering the streets of the town looking for food. And outside one of the big supermarket chains, he notices a box of stale bread. It was bread from the day before, which nobody had bought. It was waiting outside to be returned to the bakery for a refund. And the boy in our story was hungry, he had nothing to eat all day. 
he understood this wasn't bread anybody was going to buy anymore. He was already outside, slated for return. And he couldn't help himself. He took a piece of bread and that's what he ate. It happened that the security guard of the store noticed it. And he drags him in to the owner of the store. This boy just stole from the returns box. And I in the store says, Ganif, uh, you stole my bread. I was expecting a refund on that bread. I'm taking you to the bestie. And now this is the case presented to the bestie. What's the halacha? And the MS says, the halacha is exactly the same. We've just given a story instead of a case, but it's exactly the same thing. Let's call the boy Reuven and the storekeeper Shimon. And it's exactly the same thing. Reuven stole from Shimon. Reuven has to repay. Except, for a lot of people, it will be much harder to come to that sack. Because when the story isn't just a case, it's a certain human emotions involved. And a person naturally, certain, so to speak, takes sides in the story. And he feels a national sympathy for one side more than the other. So then it's harder to see the halacha in such clear black and white terms. It's much more like, come on, how much were you going to make it already? And then you have a chiyav tzedakah and his child was hungry and he's a yasim. And why are you being cruel about trying to expect him to pay when you know he doesn't have money? Which is the way a person would react, so to speak, when they feel one side of the story. But that's no longer completely cold halacha. That's already... A person, so to speak, identifying with one of the parties and seeing things from their point of view. That's a tremendous mile for lots of things that we'll see. But when it comes to being a judge, that's a disqualification. The judge is not allowed to feel more one side than the other. If he's going to identify with one of the parties, and that's a form of shaykhat. It's a form of bribery. He's no longer being objective. That's the first principle. Now, we find this difference of approach between Moshe Rabbein and Aaron Akoy. The nature of Moshe, the Gemara tells us, was Yikav Adena Sahar. The halacha is the halacha. It doesn't veer from its course for anything for anyone. That's what the halacha is and that remains the halacha. Nothing can change that. Whereas Aaron HaKoyen midah acheres ha'yisabai. Aaron HaKoyen was oyev esabrius in the korban Aaron's nature was to love people and to bring them close to Torah. And that's a tremendous mile. Because it's true as the Paisak, it's true as the Dayan, as the one who's the Mechaykik, the one who gives Halacha. So then one can't look into people's individual circumstances. The Halacha remains the Halacha. One can't say this person has such a hard day, he doesn't have to dab a mincha. Or this person's facing so many serious, we can allow him to be more Michael and Kashrus. Or this person's coming from the background he came from, we can just turn the blind eye of his Mechal Shabbos. Halacha is halacha and halacha is a mechaif. 
And that applies across the board to everybody in every circumstance. We can't justify anything else. However, however, there is also the tafkir of the Aaron Akoyin. The tafkir of somebody who can understand someone. Understand what he did and where he's coming from. Understand the motivation and the temptation he was facing and the difficulties he was experiencing. And that's important too. That's important too because it's only when somebody feels understood that he can open up to listening to what's being told to him. And more importantly, it's only when you can understand somebody that you can direct them. And this is a very important point. Laying down the law is only one part of Chinuch. There's a definitely a place for that. Halacha is available. And uh, rules have to be rules. If they can be bent in every possible circumstance, then they lose their efficacy as being rules. There's definitely a place for that. There's a second chaluk to chinuch also. And the second chaluk of chinuch is to reach the person you're trying to be mechanich. And if he feels that he's understood, and you feel you can understand him, then you can find the right approach to reach him from where he is right now. Yes, you can't justify or allow actions against the halacha, but you can give him the chizuk, how to try harder. You can give him, so to speak, the validation. He doesn't feel yush, he doesn't feel he's giving up when he makes a mistake. You can give him the encouragement. Maybe the job of the ideal mashkiach was the job of Aaron Akoyim. But it's not the same job. You can't do the person on the one side is unbending when it comes to halacha, because that's what the Torah requires. And at the same side is the person who can be understanding and be encouraging. The one was the function of Moshe Rabbeinu, and the other was the function of Aaron Akoyim. And if that's true for the whole Klai Yisrael, then we see this concept applies within the framework of every home as well. The father's responsibility is to represent Torah. And that's Torah in the sense of this is what the Torah requires. These are the rules and this is the absolute. And it's the standard which that's the standard which has to be maintained, which is why the Gemara says in Kedushin, a child naturally fears his father more than his mother. Rashi says, She'aviv Torah. And if there's an expectation, and if there's something which has to be kept, so then it's understood what that causes Yira. Ba'akadosh Baruch Hu and his Chachma didn't leave Chinuch just up to the father. It's definitely important, that role, but it's not enough. Chinuch requires two parts. It requires the setting the standard, and then it requires somebody to come and help help everyone reach that standard. Understand them where they're holding right now, and give them encouragement to try harder. And be there for them when they aren't able to do that. That they don't give up, and give them the chizos to try again. And that's the role of the Aaron and in the family that's the role of the mother. It's tough for the ability to understand people's perspective from where they are.
It's difficult to the ability to be done the kapschus. It's difficult the ability of the emotional intelligence which is required to understand the child. To understand the child and therefore from their perspective make the Torah. Bring them closer to the Torah. Not to use that as obviously as an opportunity to condone disobedience to the Torah. But rather to come as a, from the point of view of understanding that can convince them to try harder. That you can build them to succeed in Torah. But that ability to be able to understand somebody, to take their side, to see it from their point of view, that's not the point of the time. If the, if the job of the judge was to justify each side in the court case, and see things from their point of view, then they would be very easy to get carried away by, the, so to speak, the, the being done the kafshus, seeing things from the perspective of the party that you're trying to represent, but then losing sight of what the Allah really is. And therefore, the kayak HaKadosh Baruch gave today is wasn't a judge. The Kaya Hashem gave today is, was, was to be able to understand people, not judge them. Because if you understand somebody, then you have the, the, the two tools, you have the keys to be able to have to mechanic them. That's important you said in Chinuch across the board. When people translate Chinuch as discipline, it makes this mistake. Discipline is a certain standard of rules and I'm going to make sure you keep to the standards or you'll get punished. There is mockum for discipline. Just like there's mockum for year. There is a place for having certain rules which are, which are expected to be maintained. But that's only half the story. Maybe that's the Musa Ravicha. But there's also the Teresi Mechad. It's an integral part of Chinuch. The Torah Simecha is the person who understands the child. And therefore the person who can understand from where the child's perspective has to make it from the Torah. So that's called emotional intelligence, but that's the domain. That's the function of the mother. I'll add another point. Sometimes it takes a bit more creativity. To see how to present something from the child's point of view. To see how to work things from the way they're seeing it. And from their perspective to bring them closer to Torah. What are the tools for that? What are the tools to be able to be on the Torah? The first one. The first one is... The ability to love someone else. And they have to feel they love. Because only when you love somebody are you willing to put the effort into trying to understand them. See things from their perspective. And only when a person has confidence in that love is willing to open up and share his perspective. And that's again, that's the first in the Mishnah. 
That's the Ayav Shalom. Ayav Sabrias. How do you show that? So this brings us to the second point. And this is something to think about. And that is, always when we're looking at the Torah view for the world, we always have to bear a second point in mind. And that is, without the Torah, what would be different? What's the Torah coming to change? And therefore, let's look at the Torah's idea of motherhood as compared to the world's idea of motherhood. Now, I'm not talking about if it's the world is pro or against motherhood. That's a different discussion. But even let's talk about a world which does see value in, in, in continuing. A world which does see value in fa- having families and having children. So without Torah, what would the function of the mother be? The function of the mother would be to have children, to look after children, to feed them and clothe them and wash them, and guard them and protect them and bring them up, and have a functioning house which is running. And if that means cooking or cleaning or shopping or laundry or whatever it's going to be, that's part of the role of being a mother. Again, this doesn't mean to say that the father is not meant to help with all of these functions. But let's say what's primarily considered to be a mother's role. That has nothing to do with Torah. In any culture, in any country, in any religion, in any race and place. So that's traditionally what a mother needs to do. If there's a value in being a mother, then part of the parcel of the job is providing the safe environment, providing all the necessities that children are going to need. So the question can just be, what does the Torah add to that? In the Jewish home, that all exists as well. Here also, a mother is meant to care for her children, feed them, bathe them, wash them, clothe them, protect them, make a home environment for them. But there's something else also. And that is, being as the mother is always doing so much for the child. Being as the child is aware of how much they depend on the mother, it puts the mother in the ideal position of a mechanic. Of a mechanic because it's clear to the child that the mother's coming from the point of what's being done to help them. What's being done is what's good for them. And then, instead of the position of, you must do this, it's coming from a point of, I really think that this would be the best thing for you to do. Instead of the chiyuv, the obligation, which there has to be as well, Torah isn't voluntary. There's a position of, I'm telling you to do this because it's good for you. And I understand it's hard for you, I want to help you. And as that, if it's coming from a position, so to speak, of where the child feels that someone who's on their side, someone is there with them and is there to help them, and it comes to different points. Now, how's it, how's it done? How's it practical? So we see this concept already in the Midrashim. Let's just bring it out to the The 
is talking about Shabbos. Such a big part of the week in every Jewish household is the preparing for Shabbos, organizing Shabbos, experiencing Shabbos, and then afterwards going back to the regular week again. Now, as we know, Shabbos is meant to be enjoyed. All the effort, all the preparation which goes into Shabbos is to make Shabbos enjoyable. The clothing, the food, the set table, whatever it's meant to be. Which means, by definition, Shabbos is going to demand a lot from the mother. If she's on preparing the home for Shabbos. And if that's the case, part of what the chinuch of the mother is, is not just the chachir of Shabbos, what you can what you can't do. But the anticipation for Shabbos, the enjoyment of Shabbos, the looking forward to Shabbos. Instead of saying, no, you can't draw, you can't cut it, you can't do mukta, you have to understand it the other way around. If the child enjoys doing these things, and by restricting him, you're going to make him feel he doesn't enjoy it, so you're going to have to find other things that you're going to show him this is what you do enjoy in Shabbos. Because we're trying to present Shabbos as something which a person enjoys, not just something which is restrictive. And same thing with everything else. When it's coming from the point of somebody whose job is, so to speak, to be there to help the children. And helping them is by helping them experience that this is what's good for them, this is what they're going to enjoy. And it's coming from a different perspective. That's Torah Simecha. Torah Simecha, so to speak, is the Torah which a mother can teach. And I can tell you the mother is like we saw in Bashar's verse, Hanan, Utstoka Tia Lano. Kinishma, that is called Hashem. It's good for us to keep the mitzvahs. It's not just the fact that we're obligated, it's what's good for us. There's another point. Ladies often ask the question that if the Tzachar of Talmud Torah is such a tremendous Tzachar, so why aren't they mechuyev to teach, to learn? And I think the answer is in two steps. The first step is, do you feel the Tzachar of learning Torah is different to the Tzachar of teaching Torah? Do you feel somebody who's inviting himself to teaching Torah is doing less than somebody who's devoting themselves to learning Torah, or it's the same Torah. So regardless whether it's teaching Torah or learning Torah, the Maya said Torah. The Torah teacher, the Torah student, share the Sechar. I think everybody agrees, and everyone understands, that the Sechar for Talmud Torah is the same whether you're learning Torah or teaching Torah. And that is also the next question. Would it make a difference if I'm teaching this Masechta or that Masechta? Would it make a difference if I'm teaching Gemara or teaching Halacha? Would it make a difference if I'm teaching Halacha or teaching Nach? Torah is Torah. And if all Torah is equally Kaddish, and it's all equally what Hashem wants us to learn, so I don't think we can say that there's one area of Torah which, so to speak, is deserves reward more than another area of Torah.
And if that's the case, so it's true. That the people could ask the question. Ladies who want to enjoy learning, enjoy understanding, why aren't they mechuyiv in Torah? And maybe they're not mechuyiv in learning Torah. In the same way men are mechuyiv in learning Torah. But they're entrusted with teaching Torah. And that's with teaching Imuna. With teaching Halacha. With teaching Hashivas for Torah. With teaching Avas Hashem. These are all things which is basically the job of any mashkech. These are all areas which are basically the domain of Aaron Akoyin. The Torah which men are more mukhyev is Birur Halacha. Clarifying what the Halacha is in any given circumstance, understanding the principles of Halacha, and then the application of the halach. Ba'atsin the shas is training how to work with our principles of Torah. And the derivative of the shas is the Shulchan Aruch or the Sifra Halacha, which come out how to develop what the rules of Torah are based on that. Like we saw before, to establish halacha, a person needs to be completely cold and logical. There's no room for bias. When it comes to trying to teach halacha, not in the way of setting down the law. Again, there's room for that also. We're trying to makarvam the Torah. To not to bring the Torah to the people, but to bring people to Torah. Then it's the skill of how to present Torah to them. And again, that's the mother's role. Like Aaron Akhoyan, it's Oyevis Abrius and Makarvan Natar. In this case, Abrius are our own children. Because in the perfect position, like the Morris says, a child naturally is Makhabad, loves their mother more than their father. So that's the case, they're more receptive to what's given to them with love. And then the Chachm is how to use that Kayach to be Makarad in the Torah. That they should understand from where they are that this is what's best for them. It's a different role in Chinuch. Like we said, really it needs a balance of both. There needs to be the, at the, at the it needs to be on the one side the principle of the Moshe Rabbeinu that this is what the halacha requires and we have to listen the obligation of Torah the yira if you want to call it that and on the other hand that doesn't fulfill the role of chinuch it needs to be the second side also of how to bring the person to the Torah when he's understood and when someone takes into account the challenges he's facing. And someone takes into account his strengths and weaknesses. And using that can bring him to terror also.
And then there's a combination of the combined koichas of the father and the mother. Each has their role. The mother's only occupation is to bring up her children by providing for them, by feeding them healthy food, by dressing them, by looking after them. She might be doing the universal job of a mother, but she's not fulfilling her role in chinuch. The mother's role isn't limited to just physically taking care of and raising children. The mother's role in chinuch is much more than that. It's to use that position to bring her children to the principles of Yiddishkeit. Just like a father who works to support his children and pays for the upkeep, whatever it is, is not fulfilling his role in chinuch either. It has to be understood. A mother's role isn't just the physical. A mother's role is to imbue the terrorist mecha. Everything else is just putting her in the position when she's the person who's able to do that. She's gained the love and the trust of her children that they can relate to her, open up to her, and be led by her. And then when you have the balance of both the chinuch of the father and the mother, that creates the two sides of what's necessary for a person to develop in, in Avodah Hashem. The combined koichas of Ava Vayira, of Moshe Vayiran together, of the father and the mother. And then we can make him between both in the Pasuk, Shema Musa Ravicha, Ve'altita Ishtarasi Mecha.